Browns get a victory. We'll figure out how well they did. We'll get the grades from John Costco Pro Football Focus joining us as always on a reaction Monday. Browns get the win, so it's always a little bit better when you can get that dub. First segment, we'll talk about the defense. Uh, get into uh, the secondary big games from John Johnson. Denzel Ward played well, so we'll look at those grades and how were the Browns able to hold the Ravens' offense to three points. Uh, the second segment, we'll get into the offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson played. You know, pretty good. Play pretty good. We'll see what his grade is in our third segment. We will get to uh, where the Browns move forward. Obviously, we may be having the potential if they continue to play well. Could win out uh, the rest of the season, but we we still a long shot for the playoffs. So we'll we'll get into all those things. Um, and we'll do it coming up next on the next episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB. On the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day, we appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day with your favorite podcast platform. Whether, of course, you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. You have those notifications on, content drops, you're ready for it. Uh, throw some likes on the episode, help your boys out. And if you got the Roku app, search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find a Lockdown Browns podcast. You will find at G Bush. 91 co-host here, but also a big part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You will find Locked On Guardians. You will find Locked On Cavaliers. Also your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Also make sure you're following the show account at Locked On Browns. Today's episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. Well, it was a cold, it was a snowy, it was a miserable Saturday, late Saturday afternoon, early evening in Cleveland, Ohio, but for the first time ever, Browns fans got to see number four, Deshaun Watson, Browns with a victory, 13-3 over the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the ridiculers will always be out, but the point is, is for this team to start showing promise, showing improvement. This team is 2-1 and one, currently with Deshaun Watson under center. Big win. Granted, it was no Lamar Jackson. We all get it. We all understand. But win's a win. You got to get him. You got to get him week in, week out. John Costco joining us here from PFF. And, John, this was one where if this was reversed and this went some of the way it went for the Brown, uh, for the Ravens on Saturday and the Browns did it, the city would be up in flames. You had a team that was basically gashing you, absolutely gashing you running the football. And two of your running backs with – I think it was 14 minutes and 30 seconds left in the game for the Baltimore Ravens. Neither Gus Edwards, neither J.K. Dobbins received another carry afterwards. It turned into the Tyler Huntley show. And most importantly, and, you know, I can kind of get the Ravens' premise for going this route because we've seen collapse after collapse from this secondary week in, week out. Ravens tested him with Huntley. And, John, this was surprising because normally we'll say, oh, well, he wasn't bad in the secondary. But you had John Johnson III. For anybody who needs to see what John Johnson III, the thought premise was for bringing him here, Saturday was the clinic. Denzel Ward, obviously nearing more and more closer to 100% with, with each week. 
Uh, big interception. Should have had a second interception. You saw how aggravated he was by that. You had Grant Delpit involved. Greg Newsom, uh, for a lot of slack, Greg Newsom's been getting so far this year as he's making a transition and playing more inside. Each week, his overall grade keeps teetering up almost to the point you know, where it was as a rookie. So, John, we don't get to talk about these guys much collectively. Um, but that was a hell of an effort Saturday. And, yeah, maybe it's more questions than answers for the Ravens as the way it went. But those guys look pretty damn solid. Yeah. Um, and to speak on the decision to obviously – go away from your running game and put it in the hands of Tyler Huntley. When you're down 10 points in the fourth quarter, you know, kind of do have to start throwing it to, to, you know, make some yards though. Granted the Ravens are moving it better on the ground than they were in the passing game, but it's hard to, to go to the, to the run game because it's, you know, you can get so many more explosives in the passing game and you're, you are hoping that you can, you know, the a shaky secondary all year long that the Browns have had that you can get some on them. And they, and they, they locked it down. You know, John Johnson had his best game uh, as a Cleveland Brown with a 93.1. Obviously he had the forced fumble, the fumble recovery there. Um, some really, you know, pass breakup, uh, some really nice plays. And it just was all around the field Had nine tackles. So like, you know, I think for him, that that's kind of the guy that, you know, everybody thought you'd be bringing over when, when he was signed and you you've kind of seen it in flashes, but never really put together. You would have to hope that he would have been able to, to, you know, have that sustained success. Uh, but he hasn't then the award again, you know, had, like you said, had the interception, almost had a second interception uh, when he was targeted. They, you know, it was a passer rating of 7.3 against him. Um, 91.1 in coverage. It was his grade. You talk about Greg Newsom uh 74.0 in this game which was you know great for him i think he's a guy that um you know when he he's feeling it and that whole secondary is feeling it that he's a he's a vital piece that can can put up some pretty good numbers for you and and i think he's a you know he's going to be fine long term and another guy i didn't mention was grant delpit grant delpit is actually uh you know had one of his better games was a 72.2 in this one um just was Solid all around, had seven tackles, didn't miss a single one. Four of them were stops. Targeted twice, did give up to the you know both catches for but just for twenty six yards. Um, but I think he you know he looked really solid out there. So um, was really good in the run game. Made some made some nice plays in the run game. So it just an overall around even a guy from guys that you weren't expecting. Ronnie Harrison made some plays in coverage as well. Had a pass breakup that was vital. So, like, just guys making plays and stepping up when they needed to. Yeah, I, I thought a lot of the guys, um, you know, played their best game. I, you know, I told about talked about earlier, you know, we might be, be able to give John Johnson his nickname back for one week. You know, he might be JJ3 this week. But because uh, I had stripped him down to just Jonathan. I'm, on, I'm calling him his government <laughs> name. Jonathan Johnson. Uh, but, hey, put some respect on it this week. He showed up, big play, uh, stay, you know, knocking the ball out. And, and, you know, it just seems that sometimes, you know, this defense is Jekyll and Hyde. And let's get down to this, man. You know, last year the Cleveland Browns did this under Joe Woods. Second half of the year they start playing up, start playing a little better. Then the, then all of a sudden you get to the offseason. Well, I don't know. Joe Woods might, you know, his team really rallied around. I mean, does this team need to play lights out? Uh, for Joe, uh, for Joe Woods to consistently, um, you know, be able to be around at the end of this year, uh, as if he, you know, was last year. Is this good enough? No, I, I don't think so. I, 
there's, there's a big difference between this year and last year. And last year, um, they were they kept them in, in a lot of games um, early on to keep them fighting for you know for the potential playoff spot. Um, and they played consistently well throughout the whole year. There were some shakeups early in the year, yeah, but that got cleaned up pretty quickly. Um, and I think that this year you saw there's a lot of issues that this te- this defense had. Um, the inability to make adjustments. You talk about the the mess up with. Hey, they only have Jamar Chase now. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are gone. What a don't get me started. Uh, we we can't we can't we don't, I don't know how to adjust to that. I uh, I guess we're just gonna go with what we keep doing. But like it's just that type of stuff. You can't. That's just inexcusable. And you talk about like uh, in year three, this team basically your veterans and stuff like that should have everybody on the same page. From the get-go, there shouldn't be like a learning adjustment period. Sure, there's going to be first of the guys that are new, but you're going to have a large a large section of this team that have are returning, and they still can't be on the same page. And that comes down to the to the you know defensive co- uh, staff. So I think a lot of them are going to be gone. Um, and if they aren't, that you know it kind of I don't, I don't know what it is that they're doing over there in Berea then. For me, I think the only opportunity there would be for Joe Woods is if it somehow works out that there's somebody who's a really, really capable defensive coordinator that the Browns can sneak in the door at a position, as a position coach. So basically it's, hey, Joe, you got September. Otherwise, you know why he was brought here. You know, he was either brought here to get himself another defensive coordinator job or maybe he's here to get yours. So, um, but no, I, I don't think we've done enough. And certainly... Todd Graham's words the other day, certainly in no way, shape, or form. But you think about it, there's been run game issues. There's been passing game issues. Um, overall, you look at it, and it's just you know, there's too many things going on that you know seems very, very difficult for him to be sticking around. Um, as good as it was to see uh, the reemergence of the defense and the talent there play on Saturday, we do want to get to the offensive side of the ball here. We're going to talk a little bit, of course, about Deshaun Watson. Um, why maybe the ball? Baldwin relationship with Deshaun Watson could be a little bit better than people maybe want to think. We're going to get to all that more. We continue here. Your latest Locked on Browns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Look, as everybody knows, a couple years ago, I went through an 11-month cycle, lost my dad, lost my father. Um, and, you know, I still got to do everything I got to do. I got to be a parent. I got to be a provider. I got to be a husband. I got to be able to, you know, contribute to, to the people who are paying me. Sometimes you got to think outside the box and you got to realize it's okay to say you're not okay. And especially this time of year, this is the most difficult time of the year for people dealing with losses, dealing with things. The therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere 100% online whether or not you have been in therapy personally you need to dabble you need to understand that it's okay to put yourself out there you do not have all the questions all the answers to all the questions everyone deserves to feel their best better help makes it easier to get started all the benefits of in-person therapy plus it's more convenient more accessible and even more affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. LinkedIn, 
good folks over at LinkedIn these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Even if you're not looking for a job right now or you're not necessarily looking for personnel, you may find somebody who absolute wows you. So that is the importance of LinkedIn, whether you're a company or whether you're a potential hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and potentially hire. If you are looking for work, you, know, oh, you can't say there's not work out there. Fire up LinkedIn. Make sure your resume is up to date and see what comes your way. So you add your job if you are hiring in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. <clears throat> it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs the number one source in getting people connected. Go to LinkedIn jobs today slash locked on NFL. Post your job for free. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. John Costco was with us breaking down the offensive defensive grades for the Browns win over the uh, Baltimore Ravens 13-3 on a Saturday. Boy, I was tell you, I was out there to post -game, the pregame show. It was doggone cold out there. It was and as bad as we thought, be, G. Oh, my goodness, bro. I, 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 Little Saturday. Hey, look. Hey, I, I went to sleep in this. I just I just kept it on for two days. That's how cold it was. Um, you know, <laughs> black people were well, we not we not doing too much of the the, the, the tobogganing and snowing. So just wait till this week. Wait till this week. I hear it's about to be crazy outside again. Might not be throwing the football. So make sure if you're on your way to uh the stadium or, or doing your party in the Muni lot, make sure you wrap it up because it's gonna be cold. One of those, dog. Uh, you know, we'll talk about uh, this coming up, but we talked about the defense. Let's get to the offense because, you know, offense sells tickets. Um, Deshaun Watson, man, uh, you know, I thought he had probably his best game, but he didn't have the numbers really to show for it. But I thought you, there was a couple plays in there, John, where you saw him look like Deshaun Watson. I thought the 17-yard scramble was one where he dropped back, didn't see anything coming. I thought they were bringing five on that uh, play. Got back to his drop. He's like, you already know what this is. I'm taking off running. Got a big first down. Start to see some of that exuberance. Start to see some, some of himself. Um, and, and, and sometimes when you go through different things and you have, uh, you know, a lot of different things on your plate, one of the things that you try to do is not make too many mistakes. And sometimes it's, it snatches that. I would say that swag from you a little bit. He's starting to play with a little more swag, a little more feel for the game. I thought he made some really nice throws, um, you know, in this game. Only 160-some-odd yards. But I thought he wasn't missing receivers, and I thought he looked a lot comfortable. Uh, where were you at with the way Deshaun Watson played? Yeah, I mean, he was he was much better than obviously the first game and even last week where he you saw the improvement from uh, the first week uh, to the second week. Um, and over the past two weeks, he's he's only missed uh, thirteen percent of his targets, um, which you know over the course of a season would rank generally ranking the top three of uh, of the season this year. It would rank second best. Obviously, it's it's a two week sample size, but it kind of shows like his accuracy is back. Um, first week was it was just not there at all. His accuracy is back right now. So now it's just for him getting into the rhythm and the flow of, of the offense, getting on the same page with the receivers. You saw that start to click last week. Didn't result in too many points this week. I mean, 
think about it too. Back to back, these two games are two of the best defenses in the NFL. So um, that's a big part of the fact that the Browns haven't scored a lot of points. Obviously, you want to get to a point where the Browns can score points on anybody, but you're talking about three their third game after being gone for 700 days. I think this was this was a marked improvement. His grade was a 70. I, I should have pulled it up, but it's like a 70, you know, 70.1 or something like that overall, which is, you know, getting into that's, you know, what winning quarterbacks play essentially at when you're above 70. Um, he had, you know, he could have been a better, you know, even better game statistically for him. He had the the corner route to David Njoku where he and the cornerback got tripped up and basically was falling down trying to catch the ball. That looked like a money ball, but you know, you can't really be sure about that. Um, he had another play where it was an RPO play where he essentially was, he threw it from his like hip by the guys. You know, I think it was Kyle Hamilton who was coming on a blitz through his, his uh, helmet and arm to get it to uh, uh, Dalen Baldwin there. It was Dalen Baldwin. I think it was Michael Woods actually on that one. Um, just like just a four yard play, but like yep. that type of play kind of shows, Hey, he's kind of feeling it and reading it out and, and knowing where exactly he wants to go with the ball. So um, he's, He's playing a lot better now, and I think uh, it's just a matter of time before they start, you know, clicking on all cylinders here with with him at quarterback. John, um, you, what what are the biggest things is when you have somebody like Deshaun Watson and the mobility he can bring? You have to see how guys can try and adapt to it. You know, there was the one incident. Everybody, oh, why didn't he just get the yard? But the same thing if you say, well, why didn't Michael Woods just start making his way up the sideline? Boom, easy six points, easy touchdown. Which brings me up to Dalen Baldwin here. Um, and why this relationship can kind of be a thing is y'all remember there was that point in the summer where they basically had to shut Deshaun down. Like, Hey, that's it. You, you know, you're, you're QB three out here because, you know, we got to go 11 weeks without you. So guess what that means for Deshaun Watson? Guess who he's throwing the ball to guys like Dalen Baldwin. Um, you see Dalen Baldwin get in there right away. No hesitation to, and, and you know, everybody 17, like everybody kind of had to remember, uh, who 17 was. Um, bring some good size. John, I know we talked about this kid over the summer. Look, you don't have to be flashy. You don't have to be special. But if they throw the ball to you and you catch it, that's all you need. And for Dalen Baldwin, that was kind of what went on in the summer a little bit. It's certainly what went on on Saturday. I think he's guy, a guy who's going to be in line for reps here over the coming weeks, you know, as they close it out because it appears, you know, Deshaun is comfortable with him. This isn't a knock on Cooper and Njoku or Donovan Peoples-Jones, but you've got to build more than just three guys. Um, but here's a guy who came out of nowhere who maybe, you know, put his nose down to the ground, basically did a lot of work with Deshaun and maybe an opportunity here for, you know, bigger role going, you know, further in the final three games this season, uh, the three games this season, or perhaps, you know, going into 2023. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, I mean, that guy's an undrafted free agent, right? So like, you know, I don't think anybody should be going, Hey, this guy could be great or whatever. Right. But there are, are guys that, that turn into that and you never know the guy, you know, last year in college was at Michigan, uh, before that was at Jackson State, and before that was at Morgan State. So it's not like this is a guy that was, um, you know, a highly touted college prospect or anything like that. But if he has chemistry with Deshaun Watson because of all the things you just said there, I mean, that's a guy that'd be out there because he can be on the same page and it moves the chains. Targeted twice, caught two passes, both of them for first downs. Those are positive plays for offense, obviously, to move the sticks, which is, I mean, that's everything in the game. So um, exactly, like this guy, he's got good size, he's got – you know, good, you know, what appears to have be good hands and, and a feel with, with Deshaun Watson and to be on the same page, which is important. So um, we'll see what the next couple of weeks comes. Um, I think it was a good, you know, good decision to, you know, to, to elevate him from the practice squad this week because, hey, 
maybe, you know, talking about, Hey, what do you like to Sean Watson? What, you know, as, as Kevin Stefanski and Watson get, you know, more familiar with each other, but like what each likes, maybe Watson was like, Hey, you know, I, I have a good connection with him. Bring him up. Let maybe see if I can get a couple, get a plays on him. He might yeah, not be, you know, he might not be a dude um, that's going to play every day. But you, like you said, there are guys like that that turn into, you know, Wes Welkers or or whoever the case may be that aren't really big, aren't really tall, or aren't really extremely fast, but get it done. Well, this thing is just about getting an opportunity. I mean, and look, for any one of these guys, and there's a bunch of young ones, you know coverage is focused on Amari Cooper, certainly now on Donovan Peoples-Jones, certainly on David Njoku, which should lead for some really, really easy opportunities for other receivers to take advantage of. Key to it all, and we've kind of seen it a little bit this year, is are you going to be able to catch it? Because if you're not, it don't mean a stinking hill of beans. Uh, we're going to switch it up here. Jeff Floyd, Garrett Bush, John Gosco in a, Costco in the house. Your latest Locked on Browns. Guys, can you imagine maybe some of the lineups you could have put together? You could have put together uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones yesterday, you know, anything Patrick Mahomes is attached to. I'm talking about prize picks. It's easy to play. This is how it works. Pick two to five players. And if they go score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. Prize picks offers projections in any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL men's, women's, collegiate athletics, boxing, heck, even disc golf. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or left less. It's that simple, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up today to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. You deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. You Deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to Locked on Browns. We'll tell Jeff G. Bush in the building, John Costco in the building. One more segment to go. Talked a little bit about the defense, talked about the offense before we get to the final. If the Browns can run the table and, you know, possibly, um, you know, get to a, I think a sub 500 record, right? They can get to it, 500. It would be nine. It'd be nine and eight. Nine and eight. We'll take that. But before we get to that, we'll talk about this. Make sure you go ahead, subscribe to the channel. We've gone over 4,000 subscribers. Hooray for us. Uh, our last uh, blog was pretty big. We did some really big numbers on that in the post game. So guess what? If you want to get in involved and you want to know exactly what we're talking about when the episodes drop, you got to subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the notification bell so it lets you know when we're going to be on. And also make sure you uh, you subscribe and make sure you continue to just support us wherever you get your podcast and download and make us a first listen of every single day. Now, offense... I, you know, I can be encouraged. I thought they did some really good things. Chubb, almost 100. We talked about the, the advancements of Deshaun Watson. We talk about guys that have been playing really, really well. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is one of those guys, David Njoku. Let's look at it overall. Obviously, this team is not going to uh, make the, the playoffs, so there's not a great chance for them to do that. In the last three games, what do you think is the most important thing? Um, would that be showing Deshaun Watson has that it thing. Because I think if, if you get a couple games where he throws for over 300 yards, and even if you don't win those games, right, if you can show Deshaun Watson 
is now turned the corner and you have a, a bona fide quarterback that can go to toe to toe with the Herberts, the Allens, the Mahomes, um, and, and look like this offense is diversified. I really think that you guys can you get a lot of confidence from the fans as well as in the locker room. And 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 I know you uh when you look at it, John, you look at it from a different standpoint as as what's going on with the with the playbook. It kind of seems like Stefanski does have the training wheels on it a little bit, where it looks like they're not very vertical. Now, is that a, a product of they're just playing really good defenses? Or do you see that uh, Stefanski is kind of dialing the back a little bit, letting Watson get comfortable? Well, it's a couple of things. So so the Texans play cover two a lot. Um, they're a two high shell. So you you can't really stretch them deep to vertically. Like if you're going to do that, it, they have guys back there. They they are designed to, to prevent you from making those big type of plays. Uh, the Bengals do that a lot too. They have, they vary up their mixes on, on defense. And so, and then the, we know what the Ravens are. They just, they just lock you down. So it's, it's, you know, the offense hasn't looked as good as you want it to because you've been playing good defenses and that, that matters. So I think with the next three games, obviously you want to win them. You win them, you have a chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, it's a it's a very, very outside chance, but you need some things to happen and you could make the playoffs. But for for the I think for Watson, it's continue to get more comfortable. Um if for Stefanski, um part of it is like, you know, Anthony Schwartz has been was hurt or whatever. So he's you know, he's your one deep, you know, consistently fast deep threat, even though he's not really a deep threat for the team because he doesn't give you know, make catches downfield, <laughs> but that's like, the, there's an element of that, that they've lost, you know, maybe in a, you know, what they thought they could do. So they don't have um, the, a guy that really can consistently take the top off of a defense. They got guys with good enough speed, but I wouldn't say that people, you know, Dominic Peoples Jones is a, you know, he's not a, he's not a deep threat. You know, he's a contested te- catch type guy who's good in the intermediate game. Um, Mari Cooper is good at all levels, but he's, he makes his, you know, his hay in the short and intermediate game. Um, so like, that's, that's part of the reason they just don't have enough speed to kind of, to push it deep downfield. So I think you, you have to work with what you've got to fancy's kind of doing what he can. I think he is a little bit too conservative for my liking, but I, you know, he's, he, you know, he's admitted, Hey, there's no, there's no playbook for this. I'm trying to go with the flow and not trying to throw the kitchen sink at him right now which is fair. So I think you, you keep it, continue to expand the playbook. You are seeing that you have seen a new playbook that Stefanski has brought out for Deshaun Watson. He's bringing concepts in from Houston that he, he was successful at that. You, you didn't really see, um, you know, with Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield. So I think there's, there's work to be done for sure. And I think continue to get him on track so where he can hit the ground running next year and also understand what it is that we need to target in this draft and in this off season to make the team better, um, which there's a lot of pieces, but from an offensive perspective, you, you, you need more team speed. Uh, there's no question about that. And that's always been something that's kind of been preached around here is getting to elite speed, you know, like some of these teams have. We thank John Costco for joining us. He's always a busy guy on a Monday. Uh, so John be popping out as he heads on to his next assignment, Jeff Lloyd, G Bush, G it'd be remiss not to talk about this. Um, it was very, very strange. Saturday, seeing not only Justin Tucker miss a field goal, Justin Tucker get a field goal blocked, um, but the caveat for the Browns was as much as this was a 13-3 victory, this very much should have been a 19-3 victory. Kid York, look, struggles are there still. Uh, six field goals missed at home to this point. 
Uh, I, I'm not saying it, G, but I'm not saying it's wrong if there's some who are saying it. We get a little nervous about the rookie kicker. Uh, we talked about this really a, a lot on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Um, I think Kate York is, you know, 32nd in terms of percentage. I think he's missed eight overall kicks. Um, and I think um, Boswell is probably the only one that's underneath him. Who Boswell is a, a really solid kicker for the Steelers. Um, but what brings you a little bit of pause is some of the ones that he's missed and he's been like that had no chance, right? You take a you take a look at what they've done so far. There was so there's been some kicks where you say, "Wow, man, that that thing didn't have a shot," and those are the ones that give you pause a little bit. Um, at at some point in time, he's gonna have to. If the Browns want to be a playoff team, he's gonna have to be able to hit some of those those field goals because that's where it's all about. You, you're talking about winning on the margins, and when you're winning on the margins. That means you're losing by one, two, three points, right? And so when you if you want to, we want to be on Kevin Stefanski, and we talk about all the time, just take the points, just take the points. Well, look, if you ain't making a field goal, them ain't the points. Like it, it got to be a gimme. So, um, am I a little concerned? Yeah, but then again, I'm a little concerned for a lot of people on the team. We talked about I'm concerned for Joe Woods. I'm concerned for the offensive line. I we need a deep threat. I'm concerned <laughs> with our linebacker defense. So that's just part of the game. You know, it, it, is, is he going to be coming in the next year on the hot seat like we're going to cut him? No. Um, but I will say that, you know, there is some, some of the ways he's missing these kicks are a little alarming. But let's be clear. Kicking in Cleveland is probably one of the toughest jobs in the league. So it's not like he's kicking uh, in a dome or something. He's kicking in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, and it's cold and it's snowy, and it is what it is. Um, yeah, for me, a couple of things. Um, and look, this week coming up, look, it, this really won't be a fair assessment if you're going to talk possibility of 35, 40 mile an hour wind gusts. And to know that that stadium did have Justin Tucker miss a field goal, I think that helps Kate a little bit more. But your premise, and this was a popular one on Saturday going around social media, was the, you know, if you're going to go, oh, well, you know, everybody give me, take the points, take the points, take the points. There's a guarantee. Billy Donovan back in the day when he had all these players playing college basketball and they're firing up threes all over the place. Like, coach, what are you doing? He's, well, how many teams shoot 50% on, on regular, on regular, on regular shots in basketball? And they were like, oh, no, well, not many. He said, well, I shoot 33% from three. So that makes up the difference there. But you got to, you know, you got to make sure you're going to get them. And I agree with that. I think the way they handled that, everything on Saturday, all of that was fine. Obviously, you would have liked to see Cade York uh, certainly, you know, bank both those, you know, bank those both in, make it a 19-3 victory. But even with everything, everybody was still to say, and this is the thing that I, I took away from it the most, G, is we talked about this defense a lot and not being able to go 60 minutes. And when things got really close or really hairy, you know, all of these big giant men seemed to small down a little bit. There was none of that on Saturday. Uh, you know, the pass rush kicked it in towards the end of the game. You know, Miles getting into it and then Miles into it again with Perry and Winfrey. Um, really, really impressive all around day. Uh, it's going to be a packed week here for us, guys. We are, you know, we got another Saturday game on Christmas Eve. Uh, so condensed, quick week. Uh, you know, you thought weather Saturday was crazy. Saturday this week is going to be absolutely bizarre, ludicrous, and nuts. Our buddy Earl Pearl, if it's going to be in single digits, can it really snow that much? Yeah, Mother Nature look around at you and go, bet. <laughs> I'll do what I want to do. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, 
most importantly, Browns are now six and eight. The ability to go nine and eight. Coach Stefanski with the ability to have two winning seasons out of his three here in Cleveland. And you're starting to see some guys, and you know, whatever the reason is and why it hasn't been as tight as it could be, it is tightening up. And I think that Nick Chubb almost getting 100 yards, that was key too because it was a, one of the big issues we had going into this game is this is the team that stops the run very well in the Baltimore Ravens and the Browns that have been having their strugglers the struggles. They still need that. As much as we think Deshaun can go in and do everything a great quarterback can do, one of the advantages is having a great running game like the Cleveland Browns do with that offensive line and Nick Chubb. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Make sure you're checking out the crew over there. Uh, of course, you can check uh, G at 92.3 The Fan, The Barbershop, Saturday mornings. Plenty of other opportunities out there. Home games for tail, uh, the Tailgate Radio. Make sure you're checking that out. If you do, please bring him an extra large hot chocolate, like like scalding. He might not even drink it. Just let him hold it. I'm going right? to be ready. You got to look out for your boy. Uh, make sure you're following at GBush91, myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. We appreciate you all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Whether it's on your favorite podcast app, of course, here on YouTube, subscribe, notifications on, throw them likes on the episodes for me and G as we continue this growth spurt here. We were joking last week where they got 50 away from 4K. Well, Todd Graham, thank you. Thank you, Todd Graham, because we didn't, we didn't even like we didn't even look at 4K. We ran right the hell past 4K. I appreciate you for that, Todd Graham. Um, and all of that being said, of course, uh, you know you guys mean the world to us. Um, you know, and, you know, this time of year, you know, again, when we did, I did the better help. You know, take it seriously, man. As much as this is a great time of year, it's a happy time of year. There's parties, parts of you, and a lot of people out there where it's a difficult, difficult time of the year. Look out for you. If you ain't going to be able to see everybody, make sure you reach out. Make sure you FaceTime it, man. Make sure, make sure you're messaging. Just be good to one another is basically the message I am giving you. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Well, let's go, Browns. <laughs>